The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Calafia mm, Farms. Fine. fine almond milk. They have a couple of rad things that just rolled off the product line. If you want something that's creamy with coffee and delicious, try out some of their nitro cold brew stuff. They have three different kinds. They have a New Orleans. They have a mocha and the latte. Yes, sir. Three different flavors. Those things are so good. They're so creamy. And uh, you can also look on their blog. Chris and I have been putting together some things for the old uh, the recipes that you can use these drinks with. The Calafia stuff is really good. Central American coffees, Colombian coffee go into those uh, products and they froth. They froth. They, they foam. They they're, cream. They're cream. Cream so, foam. Cream foam. Get a nice cream foam. Yeah. It's thinking different. Anyway, check it out. Yeah. And uh, thanks a lot, Calafia. You guys are the bomb, and I really love your products. Respect. So much respect. Cat money, water, ring, ring, ring. Do you guys know that song? Chop it up, ring, ring, ring. Oh, I got two phones. Hello, welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Bach and Jared Truby broadcasting live from Santa Cruz, California mm. in the roastery. Mm-hmm. Not live at all. Actually. No, semi-live though. Well, live for us every time. Semi-live. We just got off a sick opening shift. We had the best time. This is actually the first time we've both opened in like two weeks. This is our one month anniversary of opening open the cafe. Together. Yeah, opening. Yeah. <laughs> we open all the time. We open all the time. All the time. <laughs> open to close. We got this thing. But yeah, uh, today was the first time in a little while that we both opened the cafe together and launched that Saturday, and it was a great time. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Oh, coffee was tasting good. Weird. You get there early, put the tables and chairs out, and mm-hmm. you just get to hang out with the bean for a while. Just chillax with your beans. Let me tell you what was going on. The answer is 19.2 in. That's grams. 33 out. Grams again. 28 seconds. Grams again. Tastes great. Seconds again Less at the end. Less filling. Never fill you up, never let you down. Truth was uh, Adriana Cifuentes mm-hmm. from Ecuador. Yes. Single origin. And yeah, so many friends. Today's a big day. We're sitting in the cafe looking through the roastery window, and there's been a lot of people from the coffee industry coming through today. Thank you for coming. Some people from Temple, some people from Chromatic, fine folks over at Barazza. Jason's here in the locker. So many friends. So many friends. So today we kind of just want to talk to you about some fun little things. We've had so many people asking us about our buy the cup method and just having us break it down. And I know we've talked about this a fair amount, but it's both easier and more complex than than people expect. And the only reason it's more complex is that you need the the equipment to do so. But once you have it, it's honestly fairly easy to make this coffee consistent and delicious. Not hard. Not hard at all. Um, what the gal from Carmatic was like, we tried to do it at our at our at our shop, but it, we couldn't make it taste good. And then we started asking her why, and she's like, well, we did fine grind like espresso, and then we tried to coarsen it, and we tried to do this, that, and the other. We didn't mess with our pressure in the machine, and we're just like, okay, well, and they didn't have the same grinder. So, start with this. We have a Malkunig EK43 grinder. EK43. It is. Well, let's just go, like, like double back. And right. Just, like, right, even before we get into this, is to say, like, it's very confusing to a lot of people, even people who are working in specialty coffee, but especially to people, especially to people who are not. Right. But it's like, this is not just a very large shot of espresso. No, it's a different thing. Everything is different. So I just wanted to say that before we get going. But yeah, EK43, calibrated for espresso. But, so the grind setting on our grinder, where we're calibrated at, is uh, two and three quarters. Right. Three and three quarters? Three and three quarters is what I actually meant but to say. But it doesn't matter because they're all three calibrated differently anyway. They're all a little bit differently. But, um, so the key is, it's nowhere near as fine as you would do for espresso. Not even close. It's a lot coarser than espresso. It's definitely finer than what you'd probably use for like your standard pour over, but it's not a lot. Yeah, it's not much finer than that. It's not much finer. It's it's more coarse than it is fine. So if you're anywhere in that espresso zone, 
at least for our parameters, it's not going to work out. You also have to picture it as something other than espresso when it comes out of that machine, right? So you're trying to brew a coffee that's not espresso anyway. Right. It's using the espresso machine as a water delivery device. Right. You just happen to be pushing the water through coffee that's in a portafilter instead of like a paper filter basket, like a whey or something. Right. So different. Think, about, think about that. It's different. Different. It's different. And then... We're grinding it about then. We're actually not tamping it either. We're using an OCD. Jared's looking through the glass. My, daughter's, daughter. <laughs> my daughter was trying to find me. She's like running she's around like the cafe looking for me. She looks so lost. And here she's going to come. She's and coming in the back. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's not. Well, so, yeah, we use the OCD. And if you happen to have a tamper, you could just literally set the tamper on top of the coffee and polish it. You wouldn't have to do anything crazy. We've also had good results without like necessarily distributing with the distribution tool. So we have a good results with like the tap, yep. tapping style distribution, and then like a really, really light tamp. Right. And by light tamp, it's like five pounds. It's like how how much, almost how much like the tamper the weighs. The tamper yeah, you just set it like on top like of there. Very little. And then like twist it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to be distracted when you're sitting here looking at your daughter and your wife looking at you. Bye, guys. Love you. Okay. <laughs> We've tuned down our auto volumetric Lamar Zoco machine to three bars of pressure. Three bars pump, which is actually this is as low as we can go. It is. Without a pressure regulator. Right. Which we might put in, but we don't necessarily need to because the coffee's been tasting really good. Yeah, as of right now, we're doing pretty well with it and it tastes great. Yeah, we were talking to John Ermakoff, a.k.a. Jeppy, who built the espresso machine over at St. Frank, the undercounter one, and... He's been brewing coffee like this for a long, long, long time. He does it a little. He does lower pressure than we do. Yeah, he's at one, a longer one bar time. He's there like yeah, just over a bar I think, and a lot cooler on the temperature. But different strokes. Different strokes, different beans, different folks. Which we'll get into that later too. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so much fun. I mean, and then brew brew time for us is right between sixty and seventy seconds. Yeah, seventy five on like some of the crazier stuff but that's about it yeah Which never over a minute and a half no not even close no, no no it's been it's been a lot of fun brewing coffee for people like that and they kind of it trips them out when they're by the cup comes out sometimes before their espresso drinks because it literally takes all in a minute and a half including prep time to make this coffee so things that you'll want to do or things that you'll want to have to do this is like one you're gonna need a machine that's got some kind of like preheated water going into the steam boiler. So the newer fancy Lamarzocos have the mix valve. So there's a heat exchanger that runs through the steam boiler and then you can mix that water down. That water goes into the brew boiler. So the water that goes in the brew boiler is already preheated. If you have like an old school like Linea or some other machine that doesn't offer any kind of preheated water going into the boiler, you're gonna drop temp so hard. So bad. So, cause you're pumping way more water out of that espresso machine at one time than it was actually designed to do. So if you're filling up the boiler with cool water, it's not going to work. Um, if you do want to try that and you do have like an old school linea or, you know, I, I don't even think the PB has that. No, I think I'm this is the new hotness. Is so I know the GB5 and FB80s have it. Um, we have a Strata AV. Well, what's cool about that is the volume too, right? But yeah, finish your, your dealio. Yeah, but if you want to try it with a machine that doesn't have that, you might want a static preheated water tank ahead of your brew boiler. Which is a little nuts. It's kind of, it's just intense. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. 
for us getting the AV Strata has been epic because it can handle the volumetrics. It's really accurate right now so far. So we've been able to set our two cups of coffee and put the correct amount of ground coffee in, push the button and walk away. And that for us has been key to our service because provided we haven't, we've learned how to not forget. We started, we forget for like the first couple of days. The coolest <laughs> thing ever would be to put yourself like a, a one minute alarm clock to remember to come back there if you're really busy. But to have the coffee turn on and shut off with just the button on its own has been pretty fantastic for us. Yeah, or uh, La Marzocca, if you want to build a machine that beeps when the volumetric is done dispensing, <laughs> that'd be cool. That would be cool. But I mean, I know a lot of people aren't doing this yet. So I have to say, though, if you could if you could integrate it into your cafe, you would you would make a lot of happy guests. A lot of our guests are tripping out on how good the coffee is and how fast it comes out. The one thing you do have to do, at least for us, is we have the we have the water really hot. We have it set at two two hundred and twelve. It's like almost boiling at the group head. Yeah, it's pretty close to it. Uh, so you need to be able to tell your guests like, don't go straight in there because it's laser hot. We've had a couple of people try to like <laughs> take a sip straight off freshy and it burns their tongue. Uh, but for the people who like to sit with a cup of coffee, like myself, it's a really fun experience to have any sort of coffee come in so hot and change throughout that you know cool down process it's a really ex cool experience and then if another thing that has to do with this i had this conversation yesterday not in regards to brewed by the cup espresso or anything but jonathan from bayamundo mm -hmm. in san luis obispo we were talking about coffee brewing and your brew ratios and your specs for brewing like brew ratio temperature all that stuff it's basically going to be directly dictated by your roasting style. For sure. Because that's setting up basically your, your solubility of your coffee and how it's going to react to certain things. So these parameters that we are running might not exactly be plug and play for you. If you've got coffee that's a lot lighter or a lot darker, you might want to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, you got to know what you want out of your coffee. And you're so gonna, that's that's all. It's actually kind of been a thing in the in the coffee industry in general is it's like, Everybody tries to pull coffee like somebody else, and it doesn't work. We've talked about this before, though. Yeah, because it's not set up to do that. Yeah. And beyond that, like, you should most likely get the best coffee from the source anyway. So it's like, it should be, I don't know, I just think about that, too. When people are like, it's not as good as when I go to your shop. And they're <laughs> like, well, it's our shop. <laughs> I hope it's not as good as when you come to our shop. Or yeah, like, there's probably a few exceptions to that rule in the world. I hope, I hope that yeah. there is. But, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like if the coffee comes from you a lot of the times and I don't know, people just talk about how it's not as easy to make the coffee taste like it did at your shop. And you probably don't have the relationship with it that the people at the shop have. There's more barriers. It's a lot to There's coffee. There's also that like barista machismo slash barismo that <laughs> comes into play. Like people are probably working harder than they need to. Oh, right. And doing things just to do them to like, oh, chest we, were talking, we were talking about dialing in and it's like. Dialing in really shouldn't be hard. Again, you know, the thing that's really mm. setting up what your spec is in espresso and how you can pull the coffee is really starting with the roasting. Right. And you've got bed depth and surface area. But it's like if your roasting is consistent and you have, like, we have the answer, which is our blend that we use in all the milk drinks. It's really good by itself, too. But th those coffees, for whatever reason, are actually really easy to roast and not super temperamental. And true. the curves and like everything, you know, the moisture content changes, but 
it's really easy to get a consistent roast out of that. And so the spec doesn't really change that much. Right. The spec's basically always the same. And some of the baristas kind of trip out and they're like used to kind of chasing around the spec. Like, oh, today I was pulling 28 out. And then like, but yesterday it was like 35. And then I'm like, right. I don't know, I tried 8,000 different grind settings. It's like, it's not that hard. Right. It is hard if your roasting's not consistent. Yeah, you just need consistency. If your roasting's not consistent and you don't know what's happening in the roaster like you're talking about, there's right. like a little disconnect. I could see how it'd be really hard to kind of dial in consistently. Finding those ratios is actually so fun, and it makes your job so much easier. I just remember that same thing back in the day when we'd be turning the bar over to people. They'd be like, well, at least for you and I, it was always close to the same. For whatever reason, we make coffee similar. So then everybody would come on. They'd be like, what's it like today? And I'd be like, dude, it's the same. I pull it almost the same way as I did yesterday. Like, this is how this coffee tastes good. Yeah, this is what's happening. And right then I, yeah, and then I'd come on to a shift later, and they'd be like, well, uh, I was pulling it like this. I'm like, okay. And then why? And they'd be like, I don't know. I just couldn't get it to taste. I'm like, did you try the other way? We were pulling it yesterday and the day before. And they're like, not really. <laughs> Jerry's like, show me the money. Well, just go back. Go back right there and then try it and see what you think. And they're like, oh, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. Like, well, the you're optimized. The best to start is yesterday's spec. <laughs> Right? Always yesterday's spec. Yesterday's spec. Dude, let's talk about dialing in, bro. You want to talk about dialing in? I mean, you might as well. We're here. Gosh. We dialed in this morning. Well, I mean, there's philosophies. So, okay. As let's just talk about yesterday's spec. Yesterday's spec. Let's just talk about not reinventing the wheel. Let's right. just talk about how fucking mad I am, dude. Oh, yeah, no. I'm that's so angry. So easy to be mad. So easy to be mad. It's like you come in, you know there's something that works, right? If you have a well-trained staff and you <laughs> trust the people that are on staff, right, you're gonna make me mad too. <laughs> you got you've got this spec that's happening. So let's take our answer spec. So right. it's like 19-2 in, 33 out. Right. You know, 26 to 28 seconds is basically what's been going on. Right. And I come in today. I did not close yesterday, but I worked yesterday during the day. Right. So, and that spec is like nothing new to me. I don't even really have to guess at what's going to happen. The first thing that I'm going to do is put 19.2 grams in the portafilter, adjust my grind so that I get 33 out in that same time frame, and I'm going to start there. And I'm not even going to taste coffee until I get there. Right. Because I don't need to taste a shot that I put 19.2 in and get like 40 out in 32 seconds and wonder if it's good. Because I already know it's going to taste like shit. Not that no coffee can taste good there. Right. But I know this coffee, so there's no point in pretending that I don't know it. Right. You know, so <laughs> always start where you were yesterday. If it tasted good yesterday, how could it not taste good today? It's the same coffee roasted the <laughs> same day. It's the only difference is that it's 24 hours older or not even. Not it's like, even. It's like, it's like maybe 12? 10 hours old. Right. You know, because somebody pulled it in the evening. What are you doing to yourself? Why do you hate your life so much that you want to spend in half an hour chasing the dragon to make the coffee taste worse. I'm trying to get into the minds of somebody who is like trying to figure this out themselves and who I makes mean, it I've done it themselves. before. I'm not saying I've never done it because that's but what I was told you have to do. Wait, right? What was going through our minds? So, so what I was told to do and that why it was so confusing for me back in the day is like, well, it was totally different too because we didn't really use scales. It, right, we were, like we were we started, literally chasing it was literally flying by the seat of okay, our pants. We don't actually know how much coffee's in the portafilter, and we're just like, oh, I don't know. That's true. Every once in a while, you would weigh the dose in, but you would never weigh the output volume. You were kind of doing like doing the dose in by feel, right. looking at the time frame, and then eyeballing the output, and then tasting and repeating. Y so yeah, totally. But I was told that like, okay, you come in and you make the coffee taste good, right? And however you need to do that, you just make it happen. Put more coffee in, take more coffee out, pull it longer, run shorter. Right. So it's like instead of having a set spec, 
that would put you in the ballpark or close to the ballpark. And here's the thing. People are going to be like, well, sometimes it changes as it ages. A yes, little bit. But it's going to be closer to spec than not. Every time. You get to spec, and you're going to be in that window of good. And then from that window of good, you can work on optimizing what you have. And most of the time, that's still a, the ratio is still not much different. It's no. really the time frame of the time extraction, frame. right? So your 100%. ratio is going to stay the same. Yeah, your brew ratio is right. pretty, pretty constant. That's funny. So, but I could, you know, and then I'm like, okay, if you're in that like mindset and you don't have someone telling you like, start here, that's going to put you in the ballpark right. and tweak it a little bit. I could see how someone would just chase a dragon. Also, sorry, I'm on a no, rail right now. No, you're good. Right go, now, go, go, go off the rail. Communication from the top down, whoever's running the shop, like you need to really effectively communicate if yes. you're a trainer or if you're a roaster or a business owner, like this is what the coffee's supposed to taste like. Here's an example. This is what we consider to be good. Because even if you as a business owner have something that you think is good, every barista's got their own opinion. Oh, always. Right? Yep. And like, it's your job to kind of manage that opinion to where like, okay, cool. I get that you think that this is what it's supposed to taste like. Right. But I'm telling you that this is not what it's supposed to taste like. Right. And that's, a, that's actually <laughs> so, so important. Business owners, trainers... I understand that it feels weird at times to tell your staff who you appreciate and enjoy and maybe are even like amazing at making coffee that they're not doing it as the company or yourself wants, but you have to be able to do that. And they also have to respect and understand that like while they may like a certain style of coffee that your guest expectation and your company expectation might differ from where they're at. And hopefully you've hired somebody who's going to be really easy to work with anyway. But I've seen in the past a whole lot of like, well, this is the way it tastes best. And there's a lot of talk back to people. Or like, Art I staff would never do that, which is sick. But, you know, they do that all the time. The they're like, yep. they're like, actually, I'm pulling it like 10 grams out of spec because I saw someone else at another company do it. And I really like that coffee. Or even like, I just think it tastes better like that. Yeah, and, and they like, totally. Guess what, baristas? It's freaking not about you, dude. <laughs> It's literally not about right. you at all. It's about the people that are walking through the door right. and the experience that you're trying to create. It, And I know it sucks because as a barista, especially back in the day, I wanted to have that feeling of autonomy to where I could like go in and change things and like We're make special. a difference. And like, yeah, I'm like, I really know where this coffee's supposed to be at. I know like this guy told me that thing and this other girl told me this thing, but like I know the best. Right. Let's be real. I know what's up. But it's just, it's not about that. The way you're going to make people's day is by, like, like listening to your team, listening to whoever's setting that thing up, execute on that, and then put a smile on the customer's face by offering, like, an awesomely consistent product every day. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's no, like, it's true. Take yourself out of the equation, man. Well, and let's uh, talk about this. How bummed would you and I be if one of our regulars, Paul or whatever, who comes in and gets two to four espressos a day, comes in and says hey i only get the answer now when so and so makes it and that so and so is making it the wrong way or like a different way you right. know what i'm saying or some uh, some other weird experience like that how terrible is that for your company yeah it's not cool it's like it makes everybody else look bad even though they're probably doing the best job possible or something right. weird like that it could be the other way around or like i this person always makes me gross coffee so i don't get espresso when so and so's here because they're doing the same thing it's like yeah, that's that's a tough pill to swallow as uh, a business owner. It's rough. It's like when you go into the bar and you're like, oh, great. Like, I'm not going to get my degroni because this dude makes it all weird. He's like, I do three shots absinthe because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shelly on the night shift. Yeah. She knows what I want. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so annoying. I want to be able to get the same thing all the time. I want to know that it's going to be good. Yeah, that's a good. That's an interesting point. It's you know what's funny? There was uh, Mark the Coffee Geek at Coffee Geek. Coffee Geek. Yeah. Mark Prince. Mark Prince. He a Prince of Thieves. He shot, he shot Robin a, Hood. a tweet. <laughs> a tweet that said, "Can anybody even dial in good espresso anymore without a scale?" And I read that and I started thinking about it. And then I saw the next response was from Hoffman, and he goes, "Arguably, could they ever?" <laughs> and <laughs> and and the consistency of espresso is far better now than it used to be with scales. And yeah, I just thought my I thought to myself about the nostalgia of being able to you know those days when we used to have to dial in coffee for taste and honestly yeah the quality in general is up a million times more which is better for specialty coffee and sure it was fun to be able to dial in coffee that theoretically was better than the rest of the people's but man i like not having to taste so much coffee that i was borderline having a panic attack every day because i wanted to make the best coffee possible and i didn't know how to get there like health wise at the like the least Having scales <laughs> these days is like such a good thing. Do you remember how crazy we used to get tasting coffee? Because we had to get it as the best we could. Well, there's, there's literally no other way to get feedback. That's the other reason. Because you're just like, you have no other quality indicator except for how it tastes. Right. And like your eyeballed volume. Right. Which we were really good at. We were good at it. I mean, Pete Licata said he talked about it. Really good. We have witnesses. <laughs> The problem with that, though, and I get where Mark's coming from, because I kind of feel that way sometimes, I too. I love the idea. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. But it's like not everyone can do that. No. And it doesn't make sense to have, like, a staff of 10. We have a staff of 10 people about to bring on two more. Right. To just put that on everyone. It's like a, it's like a stress that they don't need because there's so many other things to focus on. Also, how long did it take you and I to get to the level where we could do that? Long time. Four to five years, probably, right? Yeah, long time. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I've been a barista for three months, and now right. I've And in this day and age, the world expects baristas so much quicker than they used to, and there's no, there's no patience for becoming that level of a barista where you know these things, you know, inherently. Well, I mean, strictly from, like, a business owner's point of view... It's not it sustainable. Doesn't, it doesn't even make sense to put people through a training regimen that is that long. Right. It's like if I can create a barista in three months versus two years right. of that same end quality, but right. I have to use some more tools, like I'm going to do it because – and I get – I used to think like, oh, like you come in and you wash dishes and the barista is like this coveted position. And I do think it's like an awesome position and you do need to do your training, but like really – what good is a person who works in your coffee shop if they can't fucking make coffee? Right. <laughs> I mean, the, the concierge, which is our name for the reg op, like, because they're like the person who directs you places, they bring it in. It's like, that's great. It's a, you know, every point of contact with the customer is super important. Right. But just to have that flexibility in the schedule, if you have someone who can only do one job, and that one job is work the register, or that one job is wash the dishes right that's not a valuable employee train them how to make coffee dude right and get or at least do your best to train them how to make coffee we have people that we still need to train but our intention is to train everybody and yeah. not hold it back and be like you actually can't touch the espresso machine yet because it's way too special six month minimum six month minimum <laughs> it's like what the what the hell dude like what's going on <laughs> are you high like <laughs> dude it's the empire record syndrome dude it's super deep. i love that movie is that cusack yeah it's cusack dude. oh he's a baller he had a rough movie. go oh no Jack black too was he in that movie yeah was it i was actually not thinking of that one what's the other one was it reality bites he's in oh, i don't know i never saw that one maybe the one where he's talking about his top five breakups 
It's called Top Five. That that's Empire Records. Empi that's Empire Records. There oh was no, there's two of them. Name. There's two of them. The one where, he, where he always does his top five list. Yeah. 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 That movie's tight. Is that Reality Bites? No. Where is it? Somebody help me out there. It's not Empire Records either. No. Nope. High, High Fidelity. There it yeah, is. Chuck called it. High, High Fidelity. Fidelity. When they're all just sitting around and the guy comes in and he just wants to buy something and they're like, wouldn't sell it to him. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like quizzing him on it. They're quizzing him on it. Punking him. And then his friends all, can I have it? He goes, yeah, 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> just sell it to him. He goes, you guys are just some freaking assholes, aren't you? He goes, just, just elitist asshole. I love it. That movie's great. It is great. But we don't want to run a business like that's horrible. Well, and here's the thing. Like I totally, I like, like the idea, not the idea of being elitist, but I like the idea of, the people who truly know and can do it on the level where they don't need all the tools. But I don't think people in this day and age are just willing to commit to getting there anymore. I don't like, and I don't think there's an opportunity to, and I don't think it's also worth it as a business owner. You're right to go there. Like what is the value in being able to go to a shop with no scales or no anything and just be like, yeah, these guys are so good. They can do it without anything. Yeah. And I mean, the general consumers all, I don't care. I don't care. You have to assess your end game. Right. And like, like is it worth it? And it's like, does any, can anybody like drive a car around? Like, you know what I mean? Back in my day, we drove like no power steering, no power brakes, right. like no clutch booster. And it's like, that was like how a real man drives. And it's like, like nobody does that anymore because like, why? Right. And it's like cool if someone can like manage a car like that, but it's just like, you know, like, Cool, I'll take power steering and power brakes because the car's faster, handles better, it's easier to use, it doesn't make it less efficient, right. so it gets me where I need to go, probably faster. We're totally That's a stupid analogy, but you no get no what no I'm saying, and it's like, what's <laughs> the point? Well, I remember like um, Billy Bill Wilson Will. said something to me when the Rover E came out mm. and the baristas were bummed, so the Rover with the funnel versus the, you know, the Mazars, they have like the click-clack doser. Right. And people are like, dude, I really like dosing. You're taking away, like, the things that we do as a barista. This is part of, like, our barista flow. And he's like, why? Right. Like, really, all we're trying to do is get coffee in the portafilter. I could do without, like, my arm being sore from working, like, a six-hour shift and, like, click-clacking the whole time. Click-clack. But we get attached to these things. Right. And I get it. Because even for me, they have, like, a certain sentimental value for sure. Well, it can feel good. It can feel good. Right. It feels fun. But it's, like, it is me having fun with this, like, more important than, like, Making all my staff trained, making all my customers happy, making the business run in the way I can do, having it be harder for you to make the schedule because only one person can do one can thing. Click clock beats. And it's just uh, like, what's the point? Yeah. And what's then on the, the flip game? side, all those things that we're doing nowadays to save time and money allow which for us to focus on our guests and give them a better experience, which I can tell you right now, people who are coming into our shop are leaving saying, wow, that was super fun every day, all day. And then maybe, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the money, totally. too, is like a whole other thing. How much money are you saving even though you're investing it at the beginning of the day? Yeah. But then if you want to do it old school, that's totally tight. Especially if you're like Mark's like a home barista guy. Well, no, so I don't think it's bad. I just don't. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm I mean, saying? He can make coffee he purely for enjoyment. Like whatever brings him the most joy. Right. He's he home. Do. Yeah. And that's probably like how I would do it if I was at home, too. Like whatever I thought would bring me the most joy, because in that scene you don't have to worry about employees you don't have to worry about customers you don't have to worry about anything. managing a pnl but or you. anything it's just you it's like whatever makes it the most fun i mean my bonavita game at home i love the fact that i straight up use a one-third scoop and i drop whole beans into a grinder 
and I grind them and I don't weigh water and I use the thingy on the side, the 1000 milliliters. And that's like, I've got some like general things, right. but when I'm home and I make coffee and it tastes good, that's how I do it. But you would never do that here. No chance in hell. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And it also isn't a good example for anybody else who's wanting to be consistent. It doesn't, it doesn't show consistency for the normal person who doesn't practice doing that every day. But I've been doing it at my house every day for a year now. So I know exactly what I'm going to get with my coffee. And so anyways, it's like, but it, I also love that. I love being at home and making coffee for myself at home on a level where I never have in the past because it's so relaxing and it feels good. And it tastes exactly how I want it to taste. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, yeah. It's just Although funny. I do encourage people to play around with no scale for sure. Of just course. Strictly for like a fun. And I do not like the idea that if all the technology in the world went away, you'd be all, I don't know what to do. Well, it yeah. just doesn't make sense in the setting of like a production, like real live shop. Well, there's no better way to learn what happens in your extraction than to yeah, do it without a scale. You get like so intimate and interactive. But that should it. almost be like an like an, a class on the side or like, like an advanced situation maybe or something yeah like or like you just don't use your scale for like an hour but that's not really i wouldn't condone that right now for the world but yeah or something weird right where you're just like practicing or you check it afterwards just means you could waste a lot of coffee or like you have a scaleless event yeah or you just like have a like a competition jam with like no scales right like yeah like comp back in the day what if we did which like a competition that was like dial oh. who's gonna dial in the best espresso with no scales and no nothing and if you're we should do that at here. That's tight. That's, that's, that's it. A great. Who's going to make me the best jam. espresso? I love it. With zero help. We're going to cover down. the clock and everything. Let's, we should get Mark Prince to come judge, dude. There you go. Come to California, Mark. Mark. Everybody come on, Mark. He, well, he will. He's going to be on the podcast. I don't think he's going to come into the U.S. in an election year. Everybody's pissed at us. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, maybe you could talk some sense into him. We love you. Yeah. Can you talk to the powers that be? <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> You've but probably got the ideas. That's a fun idea. We should do that. You should all do that. We should do it. And let's talk We're about gonna it. We're going to have an event here somehow. Yes. Nice little inner staff event. Man. Yeah, that's how comp used to be. Right. That's how you it brought really a did. Nobody had a scale. Nobody would even use a timer. Because they'd be like, why are you relying on a timer? The best people would score down yeah. for it. Sneak one in, in their practice time. Sneaky. Sneaky style. You'd have to sneak And then they'd have though. to, yeah, you actually would get hit. And if on you weighed out, you were like an asshole. Yeah, like, this guy does not know anything. Crankle broke the mold. Crankle's like, I'm gonna weigh it out. Look at my hair; it's beautiful. The the tartar pits. He's on his, now. His family owned La Brea Bakery. In case you were wondering, great, great, great people. La La Brea. I mean, I feel like we've ra ramped, <laughs> ramped, and ragged and all that stuff enough. Paul's uh, laughing at us through the window. Maybe <laughs> we should party. Yeah, I just watched the kid like fake like he was gonna run into the street and. Which was Are not we going too hard right now? Did we just go too hard? No, we didn't go too hard. No, that was fun. It doesn't really matter at this point. It's that our podcast yeah, anyway. We, re we recorded it already. Yeah, it's already happening and my brain hurts and, you know, we're going to go into a whole other thing. So, you know, this has been the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast, right, Chris? It, it really has been. I wanted to say something. Say something, dude. Else <laughs> that I was, like, pretty proud of. Next month, I don't know when this is coming out, probably in the next couple days, but next month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, yeah. And we made some shirts last year, and we made a donation to the Breast Cancer Research of America Foundation. Boom. Off the profits of those, and I was really excited about that. And it was more than $300. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't 
We didn't have a lot because we didn't have a lot of shirts because we don't have a lot of money to make stuff anyway. But but we still gave money. But we gave money, and I feel good about that. And we haven't talked about it. And I just Charles also ran in the race. He did. Yeah, in the breast cancer awareness run in San Francisco, which was awesome. I don't know if he did it shirtless, but he should have. I think he didn't. <laughs> I think he actually anyway. wore one of our shirts. Anyway, that was fresh on my mind because some of our customers got an early jump on November. Yeah. Growing their mustache. That's right. So I might get in on that. Mustache. Know. Chris can yeah. crush a mustache. I can really crush a mustache. Anyway, anyway. This, this has been podcast. Shout out to you and yours. Keep it real. This is Chris and Jared, and we'll see you later. Yes, we will. All right, y'all. We're going to take a little break and give a shout out to Curtis Brewers. Curtis has been pretty amazing to us over the years, and they have some pretty cool stuff going on. This is their 75th anniversary this year. They are the first company to bring digital digital technology to brewing. Going digi, straight digi. I think one of the coolest things they do is they do 48-hour turnaround on all orders. So if you need a brewer in like two days, you can get that. Yeah, and mo- most of the time it's actually faster, which is a trip. Uh, the other thing is that they're a family-owned company, and we're super down with that. They are four generations deep, and they have really built themselves a legitimate empire. We really believe in the family-owned and operated deal. They're from California, which is where we're from. So You know what's cool in California? We love it anymore. Solar. Solar. Energy efficiency. They have, what, 38,308? They have, like, the some odd thousands of solar panels. So many solar panels that they are 90% neutral in their energy use. So if that's not enough shout-outs and that's not enough reason to get involved with these guys i don't really know what it is chris i got one more coffee tastes awesome oh yeah we drink it all the time out of curtis brewers that's just like a bonus i guess though yeah i mean if you want good coffee and an awesome if you want coffee yeah i mean it's whatever and it's not cat and cloud try curtis